You're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number three. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. And in this episode, we're going deep, covering a topic, frankly, I'm terrified of. How to turn toward God instead of away from God during life's most difficult moments. Now, this is an interview, the first interview on The Kin Podcast, actually, with someone very special, nonetheless, Mario Callejas. Mario is a video producer. He'll tell us about how he got his start at GoPro when the company was just starting out. A musician, songwriter, uh, maybe aspiring theologian, perhaps. <laughs> and bonus, Mario has been a great friend of mine for, oh, maybe two decades now. Who feels old? Not me. And bonus, bonus, Mario is the creator of this podcast music, which you'll hear right about now. Welcome to the show, Mario. Thanks for being here on the Kin Podcast. Oh, what an honor. Thanks for having me. Now, for all who don't know Mario, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what brings you to this show, the Kin Podcast. Well, you're going to have to answer that one, but um, I'm, a, I'm a Latin American mutt. Um, my mom's from Ecuador, so I grew up there during the tumultuous 80s of Nicaragua, where I guess you were in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and my dad's Nicaraguan, and uh, and then we moved back in the in the nineties, and let's see, we we're yeah, I was born and raised Catholic, and, and then studied film, so I became a filmmaker, attracted to, like storytelling, and right as like cameras and laptops were, um, it was becoming more 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 and more accessible to edit. Uh, and it was, this was before YouTube, and then I went to film school in UCLA, attracted because. I'm a fan of the Godfather series, which, by the way, I just became a Godfather this weekend. Congratulations. I saw thank that. you. Thank you. Um, and and yeah, uh, eventually one of my friends from film school um, met the the, own, the founder of GoPro, the little camera company in Indonesia. <laughs> the actually camera doing, company. Yeah, yeah, well, it technically is a little camera. <laughs> and, and, and I always it's remember It's not a little as, company. No more. Yeah. It was back yeah. then. Yeah, it was back then. Um, so yeah, he actually invited me over to to join the media team, uh, making videos, trying to make uh, you know show the world cool perspectives, cool sports perspectives from that little camera. And I joined, and I was there for six years. Learned a lot about working with a bunch of creatives and producers. So I'm essentially a producer. Um, and, uh, yeah, now I, I, I moved from San Francisco to, to Michigan. I'm over here producing another YouTube channel called Be Alive. And, and, and then why I'm here, I think it's because we love talking about the faith. Because you I skipped think, over me, that you met me in Nicaragua and it was so cool to meet that chick, Marcella. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, full disclosure, we've been really close friends since like 99, <laughs> yeah, Marce, Marce, Marcella, you was the first person to have like a like a digital camera around me, and she was true. also yeah, she was also. In the, I have many incriminating photos of you, Mario, with like right? in during the teenage years, you know, like the big ears, the the big teeth, like may or may not have to post that on the episode notes. 
All right. Well, if this is blackmail, I think we have it recorded too. Um, but that that inch that I don't know if people remember, but the the, the camera that you had the the screen I think was an inch by an inch. Do you remember that? I'm not gonna lie, oh it's pretty good. Gosh. But it was a big camera. Yeah, yeah. Bulky. But also, also, uh, I think my first exposure to somebody that built websites was with you. We built the the the, the what was it? The, the Hey website. The government. The government. <laughs> the IRS. Yeah, Nicaraguan that. IRS. We we interned yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Junior year of high school we interned yeah. together at a web company i mean now they're like an internet provider i think they were an internet provider back then but they also did um web development and so yeah 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 and then also like it was in your house i think that i like started playing guitar in front of people which is a big deal for people who play guitar and um so yeah there's a lot of overlap and now our cousins are married with each other no no your brother and my, my cousin are married with each other correct um, which are superheroes. Yes. And uh, so there's a lot of overlap here. A lot there's of a overlap. Lot. And then over the years, we both, I think you first, got really, really, really interested in everything God-related. <laughs> um, yeah. Took me a little bit to catch up, but, and then now our conversations kind of focus on that and family, and thus here we are on Kin. Yeah. Um, and you were awesome enough to be on the Process podcast a couple years ago before Nicolas sidelined that completely with my morning sickness. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about, right, you were employee number what at GoPro? I was 40, 44, something like that. 44, okay. Yeah, I feel like counts? people, I think, actually I was going to say, I think people who are like around those numbers usually know, Mario. They usually know their employee number. <laughs> well, I need to find out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. It's, you need a badge. I, I, <laughs> you know, like GoPro yeah. number 44. Yeah, 44 or 45, something like that. All right. And then you were there six years. Um, six years. Okay. So since then, I feel like your life has had some really high ups, really high, really low lows. Um, and something that I found really interesting about you, I think one of the most interesting things about this um, that I've gotten from this friendship is how you have been able to turn toward God instead of away from God in during the highs and the lows. Can you tell me a little bit about your faith background and how you have kind of developed that um, relationship with God? Okay, so yeah, this, this is going to be a deep one. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah, what we're here so, for. Yeah, so uh, born and raised, and I guess like the big, the first big punch i think to the faith was probably my parents divorce and uh and what a lot of at least, at least in my experience what i saw there was how truth could be relative like i think two two people two different worlds the same events different perspectives and i think that started splitting my faith um and i think maybe part of our generation also is attracted to relativism which is your truth, my truth. There's no such thing as truth except for that statement. Have you heard that one? No, I have never heard that. Yeah, like the relativists love to say, um, there's no such thing as truth. And then your response is like, is, is that one right there? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that was the beginning of uh, what I'd like to say, say a death by a thousand cuts. I think from there I started seeing like, as long as you're good. It's the typical thing that like I think evangelicals and Protestants talk about. 
Catholics, right? That are like, oh, you guys are just um, an axe uh, face faith, uh, uh, where where you guys just want to be good, and that's that's it. You guys don't don't underline the the sacrifice that that Christ um, did in the cross. So uh, that was the beginning of my journey, at least in my teens. It was all about being being as good as possible, and I didn't understand why we had to go to mass, the sacraments. Why why couldn't just someone be good, and and that's it. And um, eventually through college, like I, I played a lot of music um, in high school and I kept writing. There was this big. Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, when you touch upon music, you provide yeah. the music for this show. So thank That's you. That's right. Okay. Well, let me know where the, I'll send you the address for the check. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll get there, my friend. Um, <laughs> when, you know, whenever you want to provide some custom music for the show, much, you know, very welcome. Oh yeah, no, it's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I think there was a a major hole, um, this major need for, for a woman's attention, I I think in the twenties. And I think there, there's some health, healthiness to that, but I think it was a little beyond that. Um, perhaps even relates to the relationship with my, my mom. Um, eventually I think I went a little too far um, in the dating realm. Cause I, I, fig- I figured out how to date. And when I, when I went too far, I think I started, I, I think I went straight into confession, which by the way, was a grace, right? Like for somebody to be that, that far away from the sacraments, this is, this is my late, maybe mid twenties was not going to mass. Um, it was, you know, in my GoPro years in San Francisco, figured out the dating life. And, uh, and then I felt a call after that to go straight into, into confession. And I did, and it was, um, it was a grace. So I'm really grateful there. And, and that began, um, the journey of being like, after, after that confession, actually, I was like, am I Catholic or do I just say that I am? Um, an uncle of mine had given me a book by one of the followers of Gandhi. Um, and, and one of the things that Gandhi said, or I think was written in that book was how he wouldn't prepare for speeches. Have you heard this? No, he wouldn't prepare his speeches. And, and the way that it was described, it was that cause he was whole, um, but W, uh, like whole, like with a W, uh, meaning that whatever he thought he lived, what, and he, he would say that a lot of the problems in this life is, or with humans is that we think one way and we act another one way. We say one thing and we act another way. So we are, we're divided beings. Um, and that resonated with me too. I'm like, wait, I say I'm Catholic, but am I really Catholic? And then all of a sudden I felt this, another urge, which I think I've seen it with other folks. Um, there's this passage, right? With Pontius Pilate during Easter where, where Christ says, I am, I am the truth. And Pilate says like, what is the truth? And I felt it was a bold statement for anybody in existence to say. And I was like, Jesus, you say you're the truth. That sounds like that sounds insulting to many people that, you know, uh, and and other faiths and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to test that. And I began uh, probably with the uh, Scott Hahn book, which a lot of people get pulled back in, which is uh, Rome Sweet Home and then the, the Lamb's Supper. Uh, which you recommended to me. Yeah. But we all have our own journeys because I don't think you've, you've, God, you've God, been I'm attracted. I'm still in the <laughs> memoir phase. Yeah. Like, we, we, there's different roads to. Well, you know, this, there's this uh-huh. really interesting quote that I love that it's, you know, God 
lo- uh, God will find you or meet you where you're where you are. And for yeah. me, and I think for you as well, has been books. Sure, yeah. I have a lot of friends it, who are like, I don't read about that stuff, and I'm like, yeah. why not? But, I love it, but it's just not their thing. But for me, God is there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but like that's the medium that you and I, so like maybe he chooses a medium. So it could be people, it could be communities, it could be books, it could be like, I don't know, audio or something. But then on top of that, I think there's also tones. I like on my end, it was all logic and truth. I wanted to see math. I wanted to see like a reflection in the old and the new. I wanted to see, um, what, what does Augustine say? I forgot. But anyways, with your tone, I correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think you started reading, but it was a tone about this this harmonious uh, message of love. Is that correct? Like an emotional, yeah, like and, it, right. And it it definitely for me is about stories of belonging and okay. love. So okay. that's why, like for me, it's like the memoir thing is really strong. That memoir game is strong with me because <laughs> because I want to read about people's experiences. I want to he- read yeah. about um, their the emotional side and um, yeah. So that I've always thought that I should have been a psychologist. And so the mm-hmm. meeting of faith and psychology for me has been like mind blow yeah yeah okay so you're reading these books yeah i i um i read those books and then yeah i guess from there started getting pulled a catholic answers podcast was a huge tool because remember I'm, i'm being attracted to the the theological the the logical the mathematical almost to a fault but i guess again we get pulled you know, wherever we're at, like you're saying. Um, and then fun, interesting story. Like uh, even, even before I did this faith thing, <laughs> this faith thing, um, I would pray to, to God. I would be like, Lord, send me a wife that is going to uh, take me deeper into my faith. The problem is that I wasn't specific enough. Um, because he dun, did, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he did, he did, uh, do that. But, um, I met a beautiful, uh, woman from Hawaii, uh, that I ended up marrying. Um, uh, and, uh, she's evangelical partisan. And, uh, and so right in the, I would say three quarters in, in my journey of like committing fully to, to the faith or recommitting, uh, she comes in and starts asking like, you guys pray to statues you guys don't even know what the bible really is you guys don't use the bible so many things um you guys worship saints um uh, you know there's nothing in the bible about the eucharist there's nothing about uh, the virgin mary being who you guys say it is in the bible so many things that like i'm sure a lot of people have encountered and um you know i i'm sure there's some ego in there and i i i guess i don't have it super clearly but that that uh, sort of defense mechanism just lights a fire. So to anybody that has um, has encountered somebody that doesn't believe and like pokes at you, you just and you just want to like research as much as possible. So the fire was already there, but it was like gasoline. And, and I'm sure there's some ego in there to just want to be right for sure. Um, and so you guys <laughs> had to together kind of like grapple with and make peace with those answers? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and 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 I realized that um, again, like you're saying, we all have a different journey. So um, I've seen it with even people, it, it, like with couples in the that are in the same faith, right? I mean, there's different approaches and disagreements within the the same faith, um, 
And uh, so we had a lot of grappling to do, and I had to respect where she, where she is, where she was, and 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 vice versa. Like I love listening to theological podcasts, and uh, that might not be like the bread and butter of tea. Um, although I think she's been listening to more and more. Um, so that was a big that was a big situation in our relationship. I don't know if if you know this, Marcella, but the church. Um, made it even clearer, I think, in the 60s that we're definitely allowed to um, marry Protestants who are, are separated brother, brethren, uh, and other, people of other faiths as well, but obviously we can we can marry them. I think the only thing that the church asks is that the kids be baptized in the Catholic Church and that the, that the, um, the non-Catholic parties uh, agrees that the kids will grow in the Catholic faith, which is a big, it's a big thing to commit to if you don't belong to that faith. That's a so, hurdle. It's a hurdle. It's a big hurdle. So that, that was one of the, luckily, I think the church makes it that clear, right? It, it respects the conscience of the of the individual, which is a big, you know, Catholic doctrine to respect the, the conscience. Um but it does say, like, but to the Catholic Party, you're responsible for the kids to grow in the faith, you know, because the faith is true, you know, which is such a, you know, insulting statement to our generation, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, and then and then it gets even thicker. The plot even thickens because as we're trying to discern even uh, my dad, when I was talking to him about. Um, you know, this relationship, he's like, Mario, like, don't go too deep into the faith thing. You don't know if this relationship is going to go deeper. Well, well, he was wrong. Um, but, uh, but even throughout that, that, um, that, I don't know, the maturity of the relationship in a January, actually December GoPro goes public. So it's an immense blessing to anybody in the first I would say in the first 44. Six, yeah, 44. <laughs> an immense blessing uh, that like you, I don't know. It's just uh, Lord, I mean, God given, right? That's December 24th. By the way, remember that concert that I put on? Yes. Yeah, it was, was, it was right around. It was like the 19th or something. Uh, a GoPro went public in, Ju- in June, but employees couldn't sell a single share up until December. So that happens in December. And then my dad passes away in a in an accident in a fire, totally as random as you can imagine in in January. So this is my spiritual leader who recommended uh, all these books to you, especially yeah. Lamb Supper. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And we were we were such at the you know I'm, something that I'm grateful for. He was able. He was in in peace with with all my brothers and sisters. Um, I, I'm sure I, I have a text. I, I think it, it dis- disappeared, but you know, we all said, I love you before, um, he went, um, terrible way of, of going. And there's no real, I mean, I guess there's some better ways of being surrounded by the family, but, um, but horrible, horrible, horrible situation. I was actually at a theo- I was a theological, uh, event in San Diego that I just my sister had given me for Christmas, where Scott Hahn was gonna uh, go go, and uh, he had some appendicitis that he wasn't there, and the day after the the event, I get a call at six a.m. waking up, and it's my aunt saying your dad has gone to heaven. And I always tell her, like, you didn't give me the worst of news because <laughs> it could have it could have been worse. Like your dad went to hell. Right. Um, and uh, and then again, by the grace of the Lord, that moment, 
I remember actually, because at that time I was going, Tate and I were going to uh, a Catholic service and a Protestant service. And actually from one of the services, um, I guess we call it mass and they call it service. Um, the, the preacher talked about how, how interesting it is in, in, in our father, you know, let your will be done, not, not my will. And that resonated significantly. So I kept that with me and, and I took, I mean, by the grace of the Lord, the moment that I hung up and my aunt was like, it's time for you to like, look at tickets and, and get your way back, back uh, to Nicaragua. I just, uh, I prayed like our father as slowly as possible. And I remember getting to that word of let your will be done, which is perhaps the mystery of our journeys, right? Um, he is God. We are not. And, uh, and he leads and, and you never know exactly why. And, and then entered a few months of, of, of grace. So talk about like you, to your, to your point of being pulled, um, uh, being what did you say not pulled away but you were pulled i think towards. it felt like being around you in those moments um such hard moments it felt like you were being pulled toward god instead of away from him in in such a you know i just know a lot of people who would have been angry um and it's it's been a blessing to me to see how that has been so different for for you yeah i know and and i would say I've, you know, when somebody, uh, man, I, who know, you know, who knows the, the stages of grief? Uh, I, mean, I guess there, do you know them? There's like four or five of them. I don't know. I know but, they um, exist and there's anger and there's. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do feel angry, to be honest, sometimes. But it's more like, um, you know, when you have a party and the, you had a good time at the party and then like your good friend that you were looking forward to seeing is not there. And you're like, oh, why didn't you come? <laughs> so. It's that sort of like, oh, why is he not here? You know, because then you have some, you know, beautiful events like, you know, the birth of your first uh, daughter, which, by the way, we were having a baby soon and it's a girl. You know that, right? I do. I do. I do. But you didn't okay. tell me it was a girl. I knew. I mean, you told me you were having a baby, but I heard through our now connected family grapevine that we're it's okay. a girl. Do we have a so, name? Her name's Anna Mieko. Mieko takes uh, half Japanese. So um, we took that Japanese name and then Anna, which we like a lot That's because beautiful. of, uh, we like, uh, we like the name and we have an, aunt, I have an aunt that uh, her name's Anna and we like a lot. And it's the, the name of the, uh, virgins, um, virgins mom. Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, yeah. Do you see that? Like, like jab after jab for for a few years in this journey and you know what's even interesting in in december i I remember having a conversation with my sister and my dad because we we had become theological buddies i don't think we agreed on everything but we would love like we love discussing stuff and ceci was like mario uh telling me and my dad mario i don't i I couldn't sleep last night and we're like well why and she's like i don't know if heaven exists or not (laughs) Uh, so that was like keeping her up at night. Um, what an interesting like struggle to have like a month before your dad goes. Right. Um, but I, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Uh, that it, it does sound, I mean, it reminds me of when I came to visit you in San Francisco and you pulled out like a 10 question quiz and we're like, so Pope Francis, blah, blah, blah. Yes. True. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Were you on your journey at that time? I would say very beginning, probably in the in 
the thing is that a lot of a big thing for me is that I don't know a lot about God. I don't. Mm. And so I don't know the rules. I don't know a lot of the official like days of the saints and people write to me and my kids are uh, Juan, Jose and Nicolas. And they'll be like, today is St. Nicholas Day, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Um, there's a lot of that stuff that is kind of a mystery to me. And it seems like it's so much that I just don't touch it. So yeah, yeah I was on, on my journey already, but there's a lot of those like, you know, true or false questions, facts that I just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think if there's something that somebody takes from this podcast and is particularly if they're in the exploration stage, like God pulls you in unique ways. And like, if you're totally in acceptance of it, I am more than acceptance. I just love the like harmonious theological thinking and he'll pull you in whatever way, accept it. And there'll be graces with that if obviously you're close to the eucharist and you and and um and you're close to the sacraments confession oh my gosh i don't think you've you and i have talked about confession but um but what an amazing what an amazing uh tool to to just humble yourself uh, pope francis uh, my favorite quote from pope francis which by the way i have my differences at least with the way he communicates <laughs> but um but he said something beautiful he said uh God does not um, tire of forgiving us. We get tired of asking for forgiveness. So what a beautiful representation of what confession is. Like, no, no, no. Always with open arms and no bars, except that you have to come to me and and ask for forgiveness. What a beautiful practice. And it's humbling because we'll repeat and repeat. I, you know, in in regards to like impurity and sexuality, like I repeated problems over and over and over and he heals you it takes times you have to be patient but you also have to be humble because it you, i i realized that and and you know that that we need him that remember the death by a thousand cuts we can't be good by ourselves even those people that are good by themselves are not they it's it's god acting in graces whether they're from a different faith or not um it's it's still that god that truth and love that god is acting through them so Anyway, so where were we? That my dad passes away. Yeah, and then it was a few months of grace. I think that's part of the grief process as well. To I, I don't know. I was close, really close to the sacraments, but I, I do get fearful sometimes that if if it was just me not accepting the death. But I, I guess you were there. You, you probably felt some other things. Um, I it do didn't remember feel we like had that. that. Me. We had that conversation one day when I was like, "So, but are you accepting?" Dead. Yeah. This, has has the other shoe just not dropped? And yeah. um, you're like, no, 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 it's dropped. I mean, I know, I know what what happened. Um, yeah. But you were just like in this very harmonious state of like acceptance, um, which for me is something that's beautiful about your story in that it's had so many ups and downs. But it seems, at least from our conversations, and we've had many, is that you're very go with the flow of God's will. Would that be accurate yeah. to say? Would Tate be like, mm-mm, yeah. girl? Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And, and you're, you're feeling this probably with everything that's going on in Nicaragua. It's, 
I have felt that in in the clean cuts that the Lord, when he's clear, I bow down, at least, let's say symbolically, right? Um, how about the gray zones? How about those gray zones when, when you're asking for answers and there are none? Oh, my gosh. Um, I was late speaking, like practically, yeah. can you explain that to me? How does that, what, what how does that, that work? Yeah. How does that work for you? Uh, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So like, like a real life example. So I get married with Tate, beautiful Hawaiian wedding, uh, that you did not go to, um, because Luciana <laughs> was born. Okay. My, my okay. goddaughter. Just I just want to clear ex- that up. I just heard excuses. Them. I just yeah, heard excuses. Um, beautiful Hawaiian wedding. And then, uh, by the way, that finally organized career. And I, I started, I, I finally said, said to myself, oh, this makes sense. Career is a, it's a means to an end so that I can grow this project with Tate. So GoPro, you know, with my struggles here and there, organizationally, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. I have to accept this because this is a tool to help me build the project with Tate. Um, and I'm not talking like website projects. I'm talking about like family and, and the vocation of marriage. And, um, I got laid off like, uh, like two, what is it? Like three months after, um, there's major cuts that we went from 2000 people to a thousand. And I had found a little niche in Latin American marketing. We were trying to grow Brazil, uh, just create cool content in Brazil and Mexico, um, we were going to hit Peru after, and obviously, you know, the first thing to go, because Latin America is, is not a phenomenal uh, market for electronics com- comparatively, they cut they cut that section. So I entered the stage for about a year of just discernment of what to do, because I've always wanted to do freelancing and um, have my own company, and Tate is actually a freelancer. So that whole year was rough on my soul and journey trying to discern what the Lord wanted me to do. And, uh, because I don't know, you, you kneel and there's sometimes no answers. And then you're like, maybe he is answering and I'm just not listening. (sighs) And, uh, so that's, that's the, the gray that I'm talking about. Like sometimes it's white and, 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 or white or black, right? Like your dad died right now, period, you know? But when it's it's in that gray zone, what I pray happening? for it. Well, uh, let's see. I, I did embrace. Um, well, our good friend Nicolas Arguello recommended a phenomenal book, which is let's see. I think it's called Discern Discernment. Henry. Discerning the no. uh, Timothy okay. Timothy Gallagher, uh, Discerning the Will of God: An Ignatian Guide to Christian Decision Making. Um, it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal because it, it breaks down, um, you know, you we're not that unique. We are, but we're not. And um, sometimes it just breaks down the different types of communications that the Lord has with us. So sometimes it's very clear. Sometimes he wants you to go through that journey so you, you can decide for yourself. And there's some other ones that I don't remember, but it's one of those books that I think in every gray, gray zone I'll probably pick up. Um, so what ended up happening is that <laughs> I think after going some through depression and just not knowing t- what to do with the free time, even though I did have clients and so on, I think Tate and I, um, actually Tate was, she was like, I think it's time for you to get back into the, the full-time thing. I don't think you've figured out the, 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 the freelancing situation. And, uh, literally within, within, I think a week, I had three job opportunities that popped up. 
um, Apple and there's some other ones. There's two startups, one from a really good friend. So he cleared that up, but I did go, I did check this out. I, I did go to, to a, uh, I did, I went to a pro-life march that year, which was phenomenal. Um, something that a lot of full-timers are unable to, to do. And then I went to a seminar of theology of the body with Christopher West. Have you heard of this, this, this no. whole thing? No, I haven't. So it's it's still complicated, which means probably I don't understand it really well. But anyways, it's theology that Pope John Paul um, helped clarify. Um, it, it, and man, I don't think I want to get into it. But pretty much um, I went there and I talked to a, a priest about it. And, and he looked into my eyes and said, Mario, sometimes, you know, the Lord just in these particular like years of like slowness, he's like, he just wants you for himself. Sometimes he just doesn't want to share you with other duties, like get closer to him and take advantage of these, these few months or so that you don't know what to do. And you have all this free time. Um, it's such a, it's the right word. So I, I don't know, the more I think about it that year, even though he did want me to get back into full time and not that he wants me to be there all my life, but I think he was just like, get closer to me. Like I'm, I'm giving you these months of retreat from the world, perhaps. And uh, like a so year a, of like discipleship. Discipleship, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I did that to some degree. Maybe not as deep. You could always be better. But, um, but uh, anyway. So those are the those are the great moments. So you're like Mario. You, you're really good at, you know, like pulling through. But I, I, let me tell you that that year, that the year of gray was was rough and i think it's just an area that i have to have to grow in and i think you know i pray for all my friends and family in nicaragua you know because you know you guys might be going through those those years of like what do we do and the lord does not tell me what to do i just want to know what he wants me to do it's just it's a rough journey no it is a very rough journey and i one of the things that i decided for 2019 because um it's been such a rough year, last year, especially. Yeah. Well, for me, the whole year, because um, I was going through things, some things in the beginning of 2018 uh, with post-weaning depression, which thankfully was very quickly resolved um, with proper treatment. And then once that was resolved, like a week later, Nicaragua had its crisis. Um, and we're still living that today. And one of the things I decided for 2019 was I'm going to go to therapy every week. Yeah. yeah. And there's not because I'm in crisis, but because I want to be my best self. And it's, you know, it's therapy slash spiritual direction, really, because um, mm -hmm. I've God put the right person in front of me. And on yes, our first yeah. session, she was like, I really think you would like this book. And it was Father Keating, which is one of my favorite authors. Um, and, you know, it's all about centering prayer and something that I, that's a journey I was already on. And I was like, Ooh, you're the right person for this for <laughs> me. Um, this is a sign. And so, yeah, it's kind of like therapy slash spiritual direction. Um, and that's something that's keeping me on top of my game, my faith game, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sac the sacraments is something to, I have already said it a few times, but how a phenomenal tool, even though sometimes it could be really, do you, do you find it, it dry? Like the Eucharist and the other sacraments of the mass, it can be dry sometimes. 
Um, I um, think that sometimes you just got to find your, your groove, you know? Yeah. And yeah. JJ and I have started to attending mass at um, the hospital here, Hospital mm -hmm. Hospital Vivian Pelas. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's our jam. We really enjoy it. And it has made, it's, it engages me, engages mm -hmm. my mind, keeps me attentive to what is actually happening um, during sure. the mass. So I think that, That has helped. Uh, that helps. But tell me a little bit about your holy habits, which for everyone listening, holy habits is a, is a, well, you tell me about it. Yeah. It's a project that, um, I, I I'm a big fan of Mr. Tim Ferriss, Mr. Four hour work week. And he, every time he talks to people and I'm, I'm also a producer for video. So I, I, I know good interviewing. Um, and, oh, I know about it and I'm not a good interviewer myself. And um, I like getting into the practical. So like every time you listen to Tim Ferriss, he talks about, all right, well, break down your morning habits. And I think in, in, pr uh, in prayer, um, at least a lot of us in the laity, right? If you're a priest, if you're part of an order, Dominican order, Franciscan order, they, they're ordered. <laughs> um, so I'm always curious in the laity, like, what are your habits? And I think we all have different things that we can learn from each other. Um, there are some things that we can follow that the church says, but also I'm just so curious about the peculiar peculiarities. Is that, no, wait, is that a word? The, the yeah. specifics. Um, so there's a project upcoming that I, uh, I will publish in February. I did, I did, uh, interview yours truly by yours truly. I mean you, um, and, uh, to get into the specifics. So that's the, the, the whole habits, like all these like big words of like the sacraments and, and these feelings of like truth and okay, well, we'll get to the specifics. Like, what do what you do read? What do, what do you do in a daily fashion? What do you do in a weekly fashion? Uh, what do you do when you're, when you're dry, spiritually dry? Um, how do you read the Bible? Do you read? So all the specifics are think, I think are, are great, are, are great. So that's, that's the holy habits podcast that will be launching in, in February. So tell me about yours. Okay. Well, I have none. No. Um, you probably have a ton. <laughs> well, okay. Consistency is the name of the game. So that's something that I always struggle with. And I think, I think it might be something that you being a good friend, you know, that I, I wrestle with, but I'll tell you the, the ideal. So the, the one that I, that I try every, every, every day. So I think in the basics, let's see. So we, Tate and I do, The Magnificat, um, which ha it's an app, um, but it's also a book that the, the Dominican Order, I think, puts together. But I don't know if a lot of people know that. Uh, there's like a saint of the day. There's uh, the mass. And I think there's some meditations on the, the gospel as well. So what we do, generally we do the abrief. So we just do mass readings. We took that from an aunt and uncle and we do them together. Um, we used to just read a passage and do Lectio. So just uh, read a little passage for five minutes and then be in silence and then share with each other thoughts. I think that one's great. I think you just have to have a good amount of time. And I think we're entering a chapter with children that who knows what's, what's going to be the holy habit that sticks. So we do that mass one. I love doing the rosary for... Um, for commuting. And I think I have to accept more and more that it's okay to do one mystery because listen up, yo, like you are, you are focusing on like a mystery of, of the gospel. Like you're in, like visualizing it 
and, and repeating it to yourself of how beautiful that mystery is, you don't need to do four. Nobody says you need to do four. So if you have five minutes and you do a mystery, go for it. Um, so that's one. Um, I, I love pushing myself to going to, to the Eucharist at least one other time than Sunday. Um, if we truly believe it's like the Lord, the creator, the creator of the universe in your hand, uh, and then that you consume it, it's, it's perhaps the biggest miracle that we get to witness, um, every Sunday. So like, if I truly believe that I should be able to go one more time, but Ask me when was the last time I went. I guess last week I went during the week. Um, so those are three. If, if I were to add something else, I think spiritual reading is essential to me in particular. Um, so right now, for example, I'm, I'm curious about the um, St. John of the Cross. He, uh, B- uh, Pope John Paul was a big fan of him. And he, yeah, have you heard of the, the, what's it called? The Dark Knight of the Soul? Mm-hmm. Okay, so actually, Saint John, I think Saint John of the Cross and Saint Teresa of Avila were were friends. So this was in the 1500s. So when the when the church was going through re- Reformation after the Protestant Reformation, because there was some things to definitely reform, um, he was also a big mystic and talked a lot about the soul's journey. And he he just like the discernment of the Ignatian spirituality book that I just told you about with Tim Gallagher, he does the same with the soul. So he talks about like there's a honeymoon period where you go to mass, he gives you grace, you are happy, and it's a honeymoon period. Then there's a period where you have to work a little harder, but it's okay because he gives you graces. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm uh, and, and then the, it goes all the way to the dark night of the soul where he, it, to your senses, he just disappears, even though he's right next to you. But to your senses, he disappears. And that's when, when faith is is practiced on, right? Um, and there's a, have you heard of this, this stuff? Yeah. And I think um, Madre Teresa was famous for yep. saying that she was in dark night of the soul for like, I don't know how many years. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. And I, th- I think the dark night of the soul, and I think there's still, you know, a lot for me to to um, to study. But I, I think about it in this way, like the dark night of the soul. Like, are, I feel like it's when God asks us, are you with me because of the benefits that I bring? Or are you with me because of who I am and who you are? Does that, does that make sense? Like, are you Word. with me because, isn't that interesting? And I that think it resonates with me. Yeah, yeah. I think the word is like convicting, like, oh, got it. You got me. Yeah, you got yeah. Me. yeah. And that's a, the dark night of the soul. He disappears and you're like, I don't even know if you're real. Like, I have i don't even, but but I don't know. That's the interesting part. So anyway, spiritual reading at night, I just do five minutes and it's okay. I don't do it every night either, so I'm not perfect. Um, and then maybe what I would add is, is podcasting. So um, we are what we eat. So again, if you have those commute times, my commute time has gone from like 45 minutes to when I moved to Michigan. Now it's like 10. Um, but, um, but podcast Catholic answers is phenomenal for theological. Like if you want to learn how to respond to people, which at the same time educates you, it's phenomenal. Uh, word on fire is a, another great tool on youtube and on um with which is uh, bishop robert Barron. have you heard of the the gentleman no i have not but i've i've seen the word on fire logo in many yeah. places yeah Just he's having clicked great, yeah yeah and then there's other there's maybe the last one would be um pints with aquinas which is this really fun australian catholic 
convert actually that um, that uh, grabs a, a question. And since Aquinas was just such a a, ge- a kind and humble genius, he just answers it in his in his voice, pretty much knowing like all like how he responds to things and his responses. So, you know, he he just responds in in Aquinas's voice, like for him, which is 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 great again for the, the the people that are in the theological journey that are pulled into this discussion. So I would say those are my habits. Oh, here's the last one. In Tim last Ferriss. one. Mm-hmm. Tim, last one, last one, mm-hmm. last one. I will, this one's this one's of my own, I think. But I, I wonder if somebody else has already said it in these ways. I would call it prayer texting. Um, so when I <laughs> when I uh, started dating Tate because I hadn't had a, had had a girlfriend before, um, there was this this need of Tate to always be connected, even though you're not saying something, like saying something of, of substance. You're saying something more important, which is I love you by just like sending you a little text of how are you and just it's okay to respond back and and just these little brief moments. And I'm like, oh, Tate is Tate is sh- showing me a little bit of how to love in a minute uh, communication way. And I'm like, why don't I do that with the Lord? So every once in a while when I have a moment and I feel called to, right? Like I remember, it's just send a little spiritual text, like a little prayer text to the Lord and say, I love you. And then he'll probably say, I love you back. So that's... that's but like, who do you text it to? No, nobody. It's just in my mind. It's in my mind. <laughs> okay. No okay. Okay. Oh. I'm like, do, do you set up like, <laughs> is somebody receiving it? Like 1-800-GOD. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah you know, what? I definitely like prayer journal sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. For me, sometimes writing a letter to God is freeing for some reason. When I'm having a hard time praying, if I can write him a letter and then I'm like, please never let anyone read this ever. <laughs> um, it's, it's freeing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you in, in habits? Any, anything, anything new on your own? Um, I've kind of come to accept that my centering prayer is going to be like two to five minutes. Mm-hmm. per day because children um i'm starting to see a little bit of the light with the kids because one's four and a half and he's going to pre-k and the other one is almost two in a month and you know just a little bit easier to handle um the responsibilities on that end who knows if number three is going to come so um we'll see when that gets sidelined <laughs> completely <laughs> but for now two to five minutes is what i can do when i can i will do longer Spiritual reading for me is huge. Like I said, my memoir game is strong. Um, but I definitely read other stuff. I don't know how to pronounce this last name. Henry Nguyen? No, Nguyen? Nguyen? Okay. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like reading his stuff. Uh, recently read The Way of the Heart and stuff like that. So it's not always memoirs. And for me, I have... A lot of conversations that bring me closer. So there's the therapy slash mm-hmm. spiritual direction weekly. And then mm-hmm. I try to have, you know, what I call deep talks with people um, as often as I can. Uh, we share a friend, Antonella, who is probably one of the one who gets the, the majority of my calls when I need a deep <laughs> talk. Um, <laughs> but that, you know, I think that community for me is is kind of one of the ways where God calls me. And so, yeah, and that's part of the reason why I created this podcast. It gives me more opportunities to put my thoughts on everything faith-related in order so that it makes sense. You know, I need to really synthesize things for recording episodes, 
Um, and honestly, for me, spending time with my kids is like staring at the face of God every day. You know? Wow. It's, um, yeah, it's every day there's a new lesson in mm. love and forgiveness and patience and joy. And um, it's not just seeing the world through their eyes. It's like how much they require from me and how how much the sacrifice the, the sacrifices that I make for them make me happier instead of taking away from my life the sacrifices that I make for my kids give to my life and wow. that um it really resonates with me helps me understand the sacrifices that Jesus made for us that you know all all this kind of stuff so yeah wow. that's that I think I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting something but for me as well spiritual reading is like the thing yeah. it's the biggest thing yeah. that keeps me connected in you know in small moments and I try to do not just centering prayer, but discursive prayer or, you know, writing, you know, a letter yeah. or whatever it is as, as often as I can. That'd be cool. I, I wonder if your listeners can can share, maybe send you a bunch of emails and um, maybe their favorite their favorite um, habits, because I'm, I'm always trying to collect them to see which one fits, because they're probably tailor made to each one of us sometimes. Yeah, and I think that we we learn through modeling, right? Like, so if you want to be the best basketball player in the world, then yeah. you need to learn from. I mean, there probably may be some creative way that you can make your drills better, but there's going to be Michael Jordan drills that you should probably pick up. And I think that's why we we gravitate toward like Tim Ferriss's of the world because modeling other pe- what works for other people will help us find, you know, um, what's going to help us work for us the best. Yeah. And, you know, at the culmination of these, like, reflections on prayers, at least what what happened to me, and I think what I hope happens to other faithful, is that you start realizing that the Mass is the culmination of all prayers. Everything. From, like, silent to spoken to, like, physical to all, like, everything. It is the, it is the... Gallo Pinto is, is the, the, the top salad of all these prayer habits. So that's, that's something to consider, too. For sure. And um, do, do me a favor. Okay. Leave us with what, what are you currently grappling with? What is, or, you know, not just grappling, maybe what is, what is the one faith thought that you're celebrating or grappling with? What's on your mind um, when it comes to your faith currently? Mm, let's see. I would say, I, I would say this, like I, I told, uh, I can go a little deeper, but it's this, um, it's this dark night of the soul. Um, it's. It's this um, St. John of the Cross. So understanding that there are times when you fall out of habit or you fall out of like joy in the pray in prayer um, and that these things go in cycles and um, you're not alone. And that is when. Just like any relationship, yours, mine, my wife's and I, there are times that you do things out of uh, because you committed, because you're convicted, like you had said before. Um, but but pull through. It's OK to do them because because you promised 
obviously, if you do it with your heart, phenomenally. But there are times that you'll just wash the dishes because you're the husband, <laughs> not because you want to wash the dishes. Yeah. Um, so in, in the spiritual life, I think it's similar. And I think that's something that I'm grappling with because I do go through seasons of like, wow, I go to the sacraments and I receive all the graces. And then there's some other ones that like I'm five minutes late because I didn't prioritize accordingly or um, or my prayer habits go out the door and I all I send is prayer texts and I feel like a bad, a bad son. But it's it's OK um, just pull through, everybody goes to them, and then there will be moments that you're back again in the honeymoon period, I think, just, just like any relationship. So I think that's something that I'm grappling with, like um, trying to feel okay to, to fall out of habit and then ask for forgiveness, get back into the, the horse and go to the sacraments. Go to the sacraments. What a beautiful gift that is to have something physically impalpable and real to receive graces so that you can walk the walk and talk the talk. All right. <laughs> is that good? I think that, that was awesome, and I'm sorry we went over our time. Thank you so much for all of that, and I I really appreciate the practical, like nitty gritty examples and stories because that's how God speaks to me. <laughs> so thank you, Mario, and thank you for the music again. Oh yeah, yeah. you know that yellow is is my jam, <laughs> and um, and I say it at on you know on every episode at the very end, but. You know, everyone oh, should thanks. check you out on Spotify, Mario Callejas on Spotify. Mm. Um, yeah, some Yellow cool is the jam. Yeah. yeah, you're going to put up some so more much. stuff? Yep, things are in the in the works. I think this year could be cool. This year could be really cool. But I, I think Holy Habits first in February, and then I have some other cool music projects coming along. I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. I am the number let's one just say, fan. Let's just say YouTube and music. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I have something to look forward to because it's been, right. Yellow has been my jam since what, like 2002? Was yeah, it? I think. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mario. You're the best. All right. Awesome. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to episode number three of the Kin Podcast. For the episode notes on where to find Mario and all the stuff that we talked about, you can check out all the episodes show notes at kinpodcast.com. I'll have all the information we talked about, including the quotes, everything, the book notes, all the links to everything that we discussed over at kinpodcast.com. A very special thank you to my friend Mario. I say it at the end of every episode for the music for this show and also for hanging out with us today and going real deep on all these topics. Check him out on Spotify and listen to my favorite song, Yellow. Search Mario Callejas. He's the bomb. And thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you hopped on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Hopefully five stars, especially five stars for Mario today. Uh, it'll help more people find and enjoy the show if you leave a review. So that's why I always ask you to do that for me. And I'd be ever so grateful if you took a moment to give us that rating and review. Stay tuned for the next episode of Kin next week.